Man, y'all know what it is. Let's get started. White people make more money than blacks do, period, <laughs> even if they have the same level of education, even if they're in the same jobs. In fact, that fundamental divide is as wide now as it was the year Dr. King was shot. Talk so much it. for Trump's economy being the best ever for black people, mm. not relatively. And relativity matters. Black people are not only more likely to be unemployed, they're also more likely to be underemployed. Catch it, when you catch include it. 401ks, systemic racism extends to government programs as well. Mm. Going back to the New Deal, the federal housing program that helped build the suburbs was often off limits to blacks. Mm. Lending practices, redlining, you know, drawing an area around black neighborhoods, illegal, but their effects linger. Mm. Blacks are far less likely to own a home than whites, a gap that's only widened since 2004. And those that do buy a home have to put down more money, the mm. equity cushion, it's called, and they have to pay for a higher mortgage, meaning what? That even when banks do lend to them, they have tougher terms, even when similarly situated to whites. Mm. Then there's the question of how you get between work and home. The highway system, this may not seem like a big deal, but just think about it in terms of your existence. A marvel of American ingenuity by white America, but its design skipped over black neighborhoods. Even if there were as many on-ramps in their communities, m many people of color are, are less likely to own a car because of income and credit challenges. Thus, they're more likely to depend on public transportation. We mm. invest in buses and trains at a fraction of what we spend on the highway. So again, systemically, they are disserved. Then there's bottles. the question of what to do with your kids. Black families work more. And as we've seen, earn less. And what does that mean? It makes taking care of your kids harder. You don't have the time and you don't have the money. Child care, tough decision. Once they get into the school system, and this is big, because this is all about the roadway to opportunity. The impact of history it. still hangs over their head. We're going to talk about it. 58 years between Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal, and Brown versus the Board of Education mandating integration. That period wound up influencing how our school system works more arguably than the 62 years since the Little Rock Nine. And here's the proof for that suggestion. Districts with mostly students of color get 23 billion less in funding than white school districts, despite serving about the same number of kids. Less money means less power, right? Less pay for teachers, less access to extracurriculars and services and systems, right? We generally pay for schools with things like property taxes, right? And black communities can't support the kind of tax base that powers schools in many white communities. Mm. And even when you adjust for poverty, more is still spent on white students. Why? Systemic racism. <laughs> even how we discipline kids in schools is affected by systemic racism. How do we know? A white kid gets in trouble, a fight at school. The results often look like this. Trip to the principal's office. Mm. Black kid gets in trouble at school, more likely to be disciplined. How? Suspended wind up in juvenile justice. Why? Systemic racism built into the fabric of the nation is built in as the food we eat, the air we breathe, and the water we drink. Why? Because they are all worse in places of poverty. Mm. Remember Flint? The faces of that suffering? They still suffer today. The faces are still the same color. Even how we connect. It doesn't matter how much you get paid. If you're black, you got less access to the internet. It's quite literally a matter of life and death as well. Look at the coronavirus pandemic. Who's getting sick the most? Who's dying the most? Who are the largest percentage of essential workers working in the midst of this risk mm. in our healthcare system? Minorities. 
and they're less likely to have insurance. They're less likely to have access to good care. They have more premature births. They have shorter life expectancy. They check more of the boxes of chronic conditions. The American Academy of Pediatrics last year identified the root cause of health problems over a lifetime is racism. Hmm. Not race itself, the disparities caused by racism. Finally, the black community's ability to change these disparities should be through our democracy. Mm -hmm. But their voting rights are compromised, gerrymandering, okay? Voter suppression. And then, yes, there is policing. I don't say the police because this is about more than people or bad apples. It's about the orchard. It's about the system. And again, systemic policies and tactics that work against blacks disproportionately. Cops are more likely to pull over black drivers, even when you adjust for daytime and nighttime stops that may make it hard to tell who's driving. People of color are more likely to be searched while stopped, even though whites are more likely to actually have drugs on them. Our prisons, overcrowded, filled with a disproportionate number of black faces, harsher sentences, less effective counsel, um, more police encounters in their communities. That's what you get, more in the prisons. Blacks are more likely to have the cops called on them. Officers are more likely to use force on them. And while the vast majority of the time those cases don't make the news and don't end with those losing their lives, it still happens. And when someone does die at the hands of a police officer, they are more likely to be black. Hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of the Lawrence Soufrant Podcast, episode number three. I am Lawrence Soufrant, man. And look, man, we just going to get right into it, man. Uh, did y'all hear what happened with the stock market like this week? It sounds like something crazy uh, was going on with the stock market. I don't know completely what was popping off, but I did hear like a couple things, something about people buying uh uh, a failing stock, I think it was GameStop, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, GameStop, a couple of guys um, kind of hopped on GameStop and decided to take some stuff over. It was like, wow, did it kind of messed up? It was like the people uh, who generally have control over the stock market were upset that regular people were able to um, to take advantage of some of the tactics that they were using. And I just thought that was interesting um i i heard this one report craziest business story out there 
An internet trading mob is driving GameStop shares higher. It appears to spite short sellers. Look at the stock. It's up more than 680% so far this year. They realized that all of the institutional investors were hedging on GameStop, so they just bought a bunch of call options, bought a bunch of stock, and created the gamma squeeze that you saw on Friday. So she called them a mob because they decided to take advantage of the system and make some money. Uh, I kind of find it interesting how the media has this tendency um, to make it sound like it's a problem uh, when common folk do things that the rich always do. And with the media particularly, they love to make it uh, sound like black people are the criminals. But in this case, it was just the fact that they were regular people going against uh, major companies and she called them a mob. I thought that was so interesting. You would think that that the media, well, of course, I didn't think that. I know how the media likes to spin things and it's really controlled by, by big corporations. But anyway, I digress. You would think that the media being an objective source of information would not criminalize people who did nothing illegal. Calling them a mob to me is offensive. I didn't like that. But what do you guys think? Do, do you think that it was a misuse um, of, of the, of the stock market? Or do you think they was just doing what we were supposed to be doing? You know, you always hear uh, rich people talk about the poor should, in, uh, should invest in the stock market. And then when they do just that, they're saying that they're doing it wrong. I personally don't like it. I think we have a problem um, and we need to, we need to uh, address those things. Uh, in other news, I heard a story, I read a story that really broke my heart about an eight-year-old uh, girl who got suspended. Uh, she was uh, a student at a Christian Catholic school. Can't remember the name of the school. Um, but she she told another girl that she had a crush on her. And um, apparently the girl got offended by that, told the school. And the school decided to not suspend, expel the girl. They kicked the eight-year-old out because she had a crush on another girl. Now, I know the church got problems uh, with homosexuals, the church has not done uh, their due diligence in showing love to the homosexual community. But you're trying to tell me that you're going to suspend an eight-year-old because they had a crush in the same sex? What type of message does that say to the eight-year-old? What type of message does that say to the family? Uh, uh, the, the, the church needs to do better. I don't think this is right. I think that the school is overreacting. I think a conversation should have been had. Um, at, the very, at the very most, a conversation should have been had. There should have been no disciplinary actions unless you are expelling all children who have crush on children like it doesn't matter if you if if you have an issue with homosexuality or not uh doing that type of damage to an eight-year-old is criminal to me um and i honestly i think that the school should lose all of its credentials uh speaking of the church erica campbell said that pastors need to stop liking sexy photos on ig especially if they're married <laughs> all right guys let, all right all right all right C can we stop the foolishness like, like, seriously, can the church stop acting like sex is bad? Can the church stop acting as if um, being sexy is a sin? Like, can we just stop doing that? I don't, I don't understand why in 2021 we still have people tripping when men are attracted to women and when women are uh, attracted to men. And, and I want to assume that when she was talking about pastors uh, should not like sexy photos, I want to assume that she was being gender neutral because God forbid um, in 2021 we're still limiting pastorship to just 
men. I know we're not doing that, right? I, I know, I know uh Miss Campbell is very well is very well aware that women are also pastors. You know, I just I wonder what what is it that makes the public think, or the church rather, not really the public, but the church, what makes it that what makes the church think that that all of a sudden uh, pastors are not going to find other people attractive simply because they're pastors, and especially if they're married. You know, a double tap, and you know what, maybe maybe I'm just confused. For me, a double tap means I appreciated the picture. Uh, uh, for me, there's a difference between liking a photo and then sliding into the DMs. Now, I could be wrong. Y'all let me know if I'm tripping. I could be wrong. I, You know, I'm not, you know, I've been happily married for, for 13 years now, over 13 years, so, I mean, the game might be different now. Maybe someone liking the pic. Let me know please let me know because i'm gonna stop liking all y'all pics uh if liking a picture um means that you know all of a sudden i'm trying to holler at shorty or that i'm lusting after shorty because i mean some of y'all take some really good pics i'm trying to figure out what point i'm almost certain y'all using the galaxy the way that these pictures be coming out it'd be flawless right so i mean liking a picture come on come on miss campbell let's not do this let's not do this there, there are so many bigger issues Let, let's not make mountains out of molehills and and let me also say this because because i want to be sensitive right uh pastors stop being predators i'll just say it. i don't have a story about a pastor being a predator but i know that this this stems from so many pastors who have been abusing their platform and been trying to um pull these women in you know with with their platform with their power uh so-called power with their position of, of authority they've been wooing women into um doing things um that that is really unpleasant you know i've heard crazy stories about pastors going on to women talking about how they'll be blessed if if they let them um you know insert their seed and like like i heard some crazy and stuff so while, while i understand that there are pastors who are predators we need these pastors to stop please if you or, or, or let me take it a step further men can men just stop being predators let's just take it there let's just say men stop being predators all right if you like a shorty in, engage her appropriately if she responds positively then you're gonna have a good thing going on um but if she doesn't if she's not feeling you just leave her alone uh don't start stalking her uh, uh don't don't start talking bad about her because you ain't get no play just leave her her alone can we make that the standard for all men i am saying it is time for men to stop being predators but let me just be 100 clear liking an ig picture does not make a man a predator can i just say that a pastor liking an ig picture that is not a problem women being sexy on the internet that is not a problem now man if you don't want your women showing showing her stuff out there that's fine you can have your standards that's completely okay but your standards doesn't mean that the women are doing something wrong and i'm telling erica campbell right here her standards for pastors to not like uh, ig pics that doesn't mean that pastors are doing anything wrong uh erica hopefully your pastor is not liking ig pics um you know i i i, <laughs> I mean are you <laughs> what <laughs> i'm trying to figure out how she even knows uh which pastors is like is she like like I mean, look, y'all, y'all, let me know what's up. I, I don't really be, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just off, but I just feel like it is, it is the craziest thing in the world to be concerned about what picks pastors are liking. Um, on another note, there is an app that most of you are on. I believe it's called uh, a Clubhouse, um, and it turns out that they are evaluated to be a one billion, one billion dollar 
um, organization or, or company, Clubhouse. Talking about Clubhouse being evaluated to be $1 billion. Now, let me just be fair. Those numbers are probably not accurate because um, they haven't released any um, financial um, documents. But from what some insiders were saying, that it is worth a $1 billion. Now, Master P and Joe Budden said that um, Black people did it again. Black people elevated an app um, made new billionaires and have zero interest, financial interest in the app. Meaning black people are doing all the promotion. Black people are making it hot. Black people are making it cool, but black people are not financially um, benefiting off of these apps that we keep making popular. So I have a question that I want you guys to engage me um, on Twitter. Do, do Master P and Joe Budden have a point? Are, are black people making white men rich because they're not considering how much stock their opinion, um, their their investments, uh, their, their participation rather, has in the financial market? Are, are black people literally leaving money on the table? Y'all let me know um, if Joe Budden and Master P have a point. See, because at first I was thinking that, that they were haters, but then as I thought about it some more, I kind of realized that they're not haters. I think they have a point. I think we have to do a better job in making sure that we have a seat at the table before we go on and agree to support an app. I think we need to stop because we've made everything that's hot, we've made it hot. Black people have made TikTok hot. Black people made Facebook hot. Black people made IG hot. Black Twitter is keeping Twitter alive. Um, when black people decided Snapchat was over, Snapchat died. Like, black people is making everything hot. At one point, are black people going to um, directly benefit from the investments, from their contribution um, to these to these products? At some point, it's up to us, right? We have to make that choice, right? I would think so. So anyway, um, answer on Twitter. Let me know. Um, does Master P and Joe Budden have a point? Should black people be more interested um, before it, uh, supporting an app? Should they make sure that they are able to financially benefit from the app? Now, uh, Kevin on stage put me on to something that was very interesting. There's a woman... Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to let you hear what this woman said. A lot of people got something to say about the fact that I got six kids with six different men. So I'm just going to tell y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I had to. <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face. I know that y'all couldn't see me, but she just said that she had six kids with six different men. And she's about to break down why. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, listen, listen. A lot of people got something to say about the fact that I got six kids with six different men. So I'm just going to tell y'all why it is better to do it this way. If I had six kids with all the same dude, I get 34% of his income, which is only six eighty a month. If I got six kids with six different dudes, I get 17% from each one of them, which is 340 a month from each one. $340 a month times six baby daddies is 2040 So why don't you have six baby daddies? She said, so why don't you have six baby daddies? <laughs> oh, I am weak. First off, yo, round of applause to old girl for being so, like, like she, she calculated this joint. Like, she figured out I'm going to make more money if I have six kids with six men 
versus six kids with one man. And I mean, she didn't even go into the into the child credit um, in her taxes. Like she didn't even go into all that. But she knew, look, if I'm gonna have multiple kids, it would be financially feasible to have them for more than one man. And she must have figured out what their base income must be because she's throwing out these numbers as if <laughs> as if all men make the same amount of money. Uh, the the, the 17% of his income is gonna, this is how much it's gonna be. I thought, I thought that was hilarious. I want to play a game of guess what race she is, but <laughs> I don't want to offend too many people. All I'll say is if she was black, it wouldn't be a joke, right? If, if she was a black woman, uh, people would have had all types of names for her. But, you know, it's just crazy how non-black people have the freedom. You know what? I, I, I'm going to get off that bag. But I mentioned this because <laughs> it is in line still with the conversation that I'm having with my friends, um, Cara and Cherie. Uh, we ended the conversation uh, with Cara saying that the legal system, um, you know, how how the legal system protects men and women and that um, if the court papers say um, that um, a, a father has to have the child, then the mother has to oblige. And I interrupted and said, nah, I've seen it. I, no. I, I've witnessed it on Facebook. But like, that's I'm watching it happen. That's kidnap. If you have the child and they... No. I hear you. Listen, I hear you. I made sure I put my ears on. I hear you a thousand percent. Like you're what you're saying, because of what I've seen, I think idealistically, yes, you're absolutely right. On paper, yes, you're absolutely right. But I've literally seen it. It's his day to have custody. She takes the baby. Call the cops. The cop arrests him. Wow. Okay. He has the papers. Like, but how often? But and and I'm not saying wow. that. I don't think. I think our point though is that no one is saying that that's okay. Like no one is saying that. No one is saying that women who do that kind of thing or who abuses right. them or who are right. abusing men are okay any more right. than you're talking. We're not talking about those kind of women any more than you're talking about men who are rapists and mm -hmm. you know doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like right. Mm -hmm. Like we're not talking about a janky man and a janky woman. Right, right, and right. so we don't need to I think in, in the context of this conversation we don't need to account for you know people who are going to be abusive on either side mm -hmm. of the equation Okay, that's we're, talk that's we're talking about the people who you know are, are more or less acting in good faith on, on both sides can you speak though you mentioned earlier um, there are things that a man can do to ensure can you speak more? I like because I, yes. I, I feel you like that. If I'm putting myself in that man's shoes, she has a decision, but then that sucks if she ends up being this vindictive person mm -hmm. who weaponizes the child and that kind of thing. So, so legally, you know, what what options does a man have to right. be, uh, the kind of father he wants to be when, yes. when the mom right. is? There's someone in my life, I'm not going to say who, but someone in my life who realized somewhere along the way early on that his um the mother of his child was unstable um and and moody and and her willingness to let him have access to his child could fluctuate mm -hmm. um and she had a tendency to lash out physically at him um even to the detriment of their child and so he was advised he got a, an attorney and was advised to put himself on child support one to establish how much he was supposed to pay to pay and to stabilize that so that she couldn't vacillate in what she was asking for but also to lock in if you know she wanted to try to weaponize his child 
against him. And to be fair, this person has connections within the court system um, that in this context positions him to, you know, have the favor, more favor with the court than she would. Um, But the other side of that is documenting her mental and emotional instability, putting on record you know, that she can be crazy. And I don't, you know, think that it's a, that, that this is a safe environment for my child, you know, whatever else, like putting all of that stuff out there, establishing a track record. So, you know, if at any point it does get out of hand and he needs to take custody of his child, there's already been a, a pattern of behavior that's been established, right? Like mm-hmm. save text messages, mm-hmm. put that stuff out there. Like I've seen, you know, family court situations where, Um, You know, you have text messages and, you know, like I have a friend, a woman who wanted to move out of state with her child. And you can't do that without the permission of the other parent. Mm -hmm. And she was prepared for that man to fight her, even though he never came to see their kid, didn't Mm -hmm. didn't pay child support just to be spiteful against her because he was a jerk she had text messages of herself trying to like get him to come see his son him not being willing text messages of him visiting his other children and being involved in their life and just specifically not being involved in her son's life she was ready and i think ultimately he ended up not trying to fight her but if he had she was prepared and so i think if you know that you're if it comes out that you're especially like if in the early stages like this person is pregnant and you're starting to see things, whatever, protect yourself. My mom has always told me that, like I was an RA at Oakwood in college and I had a um, person on my wing who was unstable mm-hmm. and I didn't even necessarily see it as that big of a thing. But my mom, I was just, you know, in passing, kind of telling her some of the stuff I was dealing with. And she was like, you need to go report her to the Dean right now mm-hmm. and just put the Dean on notice. Just let the Dean know that this person is unstable and she's done X, Y, and Z just in case, because if something pops off, you want that on record. And she makes accusations against you. You want that on record. Sure enough, within a couple of months, she started popping off, making crazy accusations about me lying on me, saying that I wasn't doing my job and all this other stuff. And because I had already preemptively struck and Dean knew, you know, that she had already exhibited some behaviors when ultimately she brought her concerns. It was like, okay, we'll take it with a grain of salt. And eventually the woman exposed herself. And so I think that, you know, I'm saying all of that to say there are ways to you know, we have cell phones, we have, you know, text message records. There's so much that you can do to just keep track of what the other person is doing. You know, even if you don't have, you know, you know, leverage in the courts and stuff like that, if you have a case, you know, and, and, you know, you can show that I tried to see my child on this date. She wouldn't let me, I tried to, you know, it was supposed to be my time to pick up. I contacted her. She didn't do it. You know, asking the court for exchanges at a police station. If the woman is not going to, you know, you don't trust her, you don't think that she's going to, you know, follow through or show up. Not only do you have a safe environment to make the exchange of your child, but you also have witnesses if you show up and she does not. And so there's, there's a, and and I think, you know, in going through family at court or whatever, I think it's important to have a lawyer, you know, and have those conversations ask, you know, because the the laws vary depending on what state you're in, but whatever the situation is, consult with someone and ask what it is that you can do to protect yourself. If you are in a situation with someone who you don't feel is going to be, 
you know, respectful of you in this process. Yeah. Because ultimately courts care about the well-being of the child. Mm-hmm. And that's what me, you need to focus on. Let me ask this question because there's there's someone that I know uh personally, you know, shout out to my guy, I won't say his name, but the mother does take the child from state to state. Um I, I think I know who you're talking about. See, now, now you raised my point because this particular person you don't know, but there is oh, okay. someone else that we Yeah, know. right, that we do know. Okay. I thought exactly. you were talking about that person and they no, did, but, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, so this is the commonality of it. And that and that's kind of what my point is. And because, mm-hmm. you know, and it's to the detriment of men. I, I'm, I'm going to talk to the men real quick. Men, y'all need, to, y'all need to stop trying to act all macho and not act like you don't go through things. Right. You need mm-hmm. to know that right. things happen to you. Yeah. And um, protect yourself. Because I think yeah. I can't speak for the person that I don't know. But for the person that I do know, I wish it's like if you know this person is crazy. I wish that more had been done on the front end. To, because I feel like, you know, guys, it's like the mother of my child and I don't want to, you know, make her look yeah. bad and I don't want to, you know, whatever. It starts like, there. It starts yeah. There. No. It starts there. And, no. And, and Protect I, I'm yourself. Glad just, I'm glad you're saying Is she crazy? It. No. I'm calling the police on you. Um, yeah. You know, I, I would tell, the, like, if I was concerned that this person had mental health issues, you know, I would want my child evaluated. By a psych, by a counselor, a psychologist, or whatever, to see if there's any damage being done. I would want this person to be subjected to a psychological exam or whatever. Because what I'm not about to do is be going. It's I'm, it's not going to be a he said she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, you. I'm gonna make sure that if nothing else, the case is clear about who you are and what you're doing. And and I think having effective counsel. Because I know I have a girlfriend. We both, you know, this woman who. You know, there was issues with with custody and and she should have, you know, been granted custody of her child. And she wasn't because of some BS. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I feel like her lawyers did a disservice. Yeah. In, and in it, that, and in it that happens instance. all the time, though. That, that that's kind of, and I mean, I don't know how to fix that. I don't know if we can fix that. I don't know right. because this to me, this is just another case of if you don't have the capital, then you're kind of right. you know, SOL at the end of the day. Because in other words, if you're poor or low middle class, you're kind of screwed unless you have a smoking gun. You right. know what I'm saying? And um, you know, it it is what it is. I guess it's. To prove more of the point that we have to be responsible, you know, in our engagements with people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because at the end of the day, even if the intent is to protect everyone, in, in some cases, the system is flawed. In other cases, the system is completely broken. Uh-huh. And so knowing that you can't complain about it after the fact, these are things that should be considered right. on the front sure. end. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think to your point about the front end, um, I mean, addressing the, the legal components of it, but also addressing the emotional components of it, right? So if I'm a man and my desire is to engage in recreational sex, right? One, I would, I've always said this. I've always, always said, if I was like this, a famous like ball player or a celebrity who was just getting it in with randos all the time um, and just people were throwing vagina at me, I would 100% get a vasectomy, please. You're not about to get me caught up. Or have contracts. <laughs> Paying for uh, whatever. And I'm recording my, I, I saw it on Law and Order SVU. He had a contract that they had to sign before. <laughs> he had a contract that they had to sign after. And they had to agree for the sessions to be videotaped so that he could have proof mm-hmm. that, it was you know, right. What nobody saying, no. Right. What right. Nothing, you know, whatever. I listen. 
I would, I'm, not I mad, would. I'm not mad at any of that. Like, I, I, I would, love it. I would have a whole game Protect plan yourself, man. How I'm Protect not going to get caught up. Right. 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 And so I think, I think emotionally, so, so one, I, I, if, if I really just was like on some, 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 uh, legitimate, like, I just want to just spread my oats. Right. I, 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 and I didn't want to have kids at all at this point in my life. I would definitely consider a vasectomy. That's one. Two, if I'm, if I'm not a hundred percent against having kids, but I'm, I, it, it may vary from woman to woman or relationship to relationship, then, and, and vasectomy is off the table, then I would, I would make sure that I made peace with the nature of how things are at the beginning, right? I would I would make sure that I thought to myself, okay, worst case scenario, right? I I have sex with this girl who I barely know. Worst case, she gets pregnant and I want it, but she doesn't. Okay, so how how am I gonna feel? How would I approach that and go down that path before it even happens, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing on the on the flip side. She get there's this girl I'm dating and I'm I'm really into her, right? She gets pregnant and I want it. I, I would be down to have a baby with this girl, but she doesn't. Okay, damn, how how would I feel about that? Right. And so and, and even having that conversation, if, if you're dating yes. a girl, having that conversation with her, like, yo, if 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 the pill you're on doesn't work, if the condom breaks, if I don't pull out fast enough, like and we get pregnant, like, would you do you love me enough? Yes. Like, would you want to have a baby with me? Like, right. have those conversations as early as possible. I've had, I've been asked. Yeah. Yeah. As you should. That's. A... I had somebody say, "So, what happens if no, absolutely. <laughs> you and get think... pregnant? Oh, you don't believe in abortion? Bet." I think <laughs> right. some guys, you know, <laughs> being real. raised old school, they think that that's a turnoff. And so I, I tell the guys you need to have a conversation. She'll respect you more as a man if you had a conversation. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, but a lot of guys, you know, they feel like, oh, that's going to turn her off. She's going to think I'm trying to, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, sir, that's responsible. And if she doesn't recognize that as being responsible, you need to consider that before you right. make your next move. Right, right. And and you have to look out for your emotions as a man. Like yes. like you said, you can't act like they don't exist and, and just get hit with them when they happen. Like right. know that your feelings matter. Like just that. In the same with the same energy that the guys in the thread were were speaking up for their feelings and how they would feel. Okay, do that in the actual scenario. Like, mm-hmm. no, if you know that you're gonna feel this passionately in a hypothetical scenario, then then you should be passionate enough to have that conversation, enough to to process it, enough to decide maybe I don't want to f this girl because I can already see she's crazy and she might do some stuff like this down the road. You know, no, I agree. And- and women should make the same decisions in who you lay down with. Right, if you, right, right, you know, right. ask those questions. If, right, if right. how are you going to act? Right. If, right. you know, I get pregnant and this is what my decision is. Right. You know, know for yourself where you're at, what does, what kinds right. of decisions you think you want to make to right. the best of your ability. Right. Um, and, you know, think of that when you lay down with this person, right. like, the only reason why I was messing with Jack the way that I was messing with Jack is because it was like, well, if this does happen, he he would be a good dad. He comes from a good family. His people aren't crazy. That matters <laughs> no, too. True. Absolutely. And you know, his mom, his family's gonna be supportive, you know, whatever else. And, you know, lo and behold, I got pregnant. And thankfully, you know, we both it thankfully it worked out. But you know, those are conversations you need to have and things that you need to think about. And I do yeah. think that women need to, you know, hold themselves responsible. Like you can't like you can't be mad if a man doesn't want to be involved, you know 
with a child that you decide you want to have. Yeah, you or know be involved. He does want to be involved with you, but want to be involved with the child. Right, that's another right, conversation. Right, yeah. and that, and that, yeah. right. If you are not because this, and this is why I, I'm not against abortion because I think that it's better for the child to never be born at all. Yeah, I than agree. to be born to a person who is going to inflict harm. And be selfish and cause damage. Because if nothing else, if you have a man who wants to be involved in the life of your child, who wants to be involved in the life of his child, I don't think that there's any reason besides the man being, you know, crazy or, you know, an abuser himself or something like that, why that should not be a priority. Like there's, there's no excuse for that, in my opinion. And if that's the kind of spirit you're coming to the situation with, if nothing else express that but mm-hmm. and and let the man know what he's getting himself into up front um but also you know be really thinking about whether or not you need to be a parent in the first place no i i agree with you that's part of the reasons why i'm not against abortion neither and a, and a lot of people look at me like what you're a pastor you're a spiritual leader xyz and you know i have to i it's almost like every day i have to say this line life is messy and so I'm not going, like, I have my ideals, absolutely, 1,000%. We all should have our ideals, but life is messy. And so when life gets messy, you have to do the best. I, I believe you do the best you can do to clean it up. And sometimes the best you can do to clean it up is have an abortion. I don't even apologize for that because it is what it is. I agree. One thing I was going to say, I think where I may possibly... Um for the first time in this conversation, (laughs) Um, disagree with Cara slightly is on, um, you said, I don't don't fault you if you don't want to be involved in a child's life. If I choose to have it and you don't want to have it, (sighs) I think I'm not, I'm not sold on that. I'm not like hardcore in the opposite direction, but I'm not, I'm not sold on that statement because it, it, I I do think that even if you don't want to be a father, you are. Like, the reality is there is a human being out there that you are responsible for, half responsible for their whole life being in existence. And so... Well, do you fault women for putting children up for adoption? No. No. So then I, for me, I think that that's the same thing. Like, I think a woman, just like a woman, you had a baby, Mm -hmm. even if you give that baby to somebody else to raise and take care of, it's still biologically your child and you have your DNA and and whatever out there floating around. So, 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 and that's your choice. I'm not, I guess Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying I fault you. I'm very big on choice, right? Because the, the creator gave us choice. So who am I to have the audacity to say that, that you don't have a choice when, um, when I didn't have a say in you existing. So if the, the entity that, that caused you to exist says you can do whatever you want, then yeah, you can do whatever you want. Right. But I, I don't think that that choice is without consequence. And I think if we're talking about like morals per se, or right per se, and I put all those things in quotes because it's all relative from my perspective, but but I think if we're talking about like being being a, a a person who genuinely loves and cares about people 
and is mindful of how our decisions affect other people. Um, Cause we've been talking about that for the woman and, and, and how her decision affects the man. But I think from the man's side and his choice to be an active or inactive father, cause he is a father, right? He is biologically the father of that child. There's cause she made the decision to keep going, going through with it and because he made the original decision to put his to put his seat in her so everybody made decisions and now we are both biologically mother and father now what we can choose to 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 not be in their life the mother can choose to to um uh, give them up for adoption the father can choose to to not be in the picture at all um but i think that the the difference that i see with the mother giving up the child for adoption and the father not being in the child's life, it is similar, I agree. But the difference that I see is that adoption can go different ways, of course, right? Um, you can give it up to, to a heterosexual couple. You can give them, get up to, to a homosexual couple. Um, I think they allow single people to adopt, right? Am I mm-hmm. okay? I'm not sure. Okay, so so you can. You can I, I think I, I think it depends, but I, okay. I think so. Yeah, so that's why that's why I was murky on that. Um, but it, it it seems as though that, that's that might be possible. So let's say hypothetically mm-hmm. that's possible. I think it's more rare though. At the very yeah, end. I feel like they they try to give um, children to two parent homes. Right. So, so it, just with that piece of it, um, you 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 are creating a dynamic for this child now right which i i grew up in a single parent home i think i grew up pretty pretty well and 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 i'm i'm a well adjusted healthy person right mm-hmm. so um single parents single fathers single mothers are out there killing it so this is no disrespect or shade to them but um, they do have to compensate for a lot because there is a whole person that's missing that could be mm-hmm. um, um, sharing that load and not just sharing the load, but there's value in 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 the male leader that that raises you. There's value in having the female leader that raises you, and there's value in having your biological parents raise you. Right? Again, there's lots of stories and and lots of things can turn out well in in various scenarios where that different. One of those things are not present, but I think if I'm a man and a woman decides to um, have a baby that I don't want, okay, I have to accept that and accept that it sucks that what I want is not happening. However, I also have to accept the reality that there is a person that exists in this world that has my DNA. And, And I think that a man should really consider the impact of that, the impact of this child that's going to go from zero to 18 and beyond, not knowing their biological father and what impact that's going to have on them, because that's huge for so much of the world is the degree to which their biological father was involved mm-hmm. or not involved in their life. I think for me, though, the where I guess I'm struggling because, like, I understand what you're saying, and it's not even so much that I disagree as much as I feel like it's a bit of a double standard mm-hmm. um, to, you know, be all women have choice and it's up to women to make these decisions, you know, whatever, whatever the decision is. Because, like, I don't think, yes, I don't yes. think, <laughs> I don't think abortion is moral, right? Like, I don't, I don't think, unless, I don't think non medically necessary abortion is a um is a a moral choice unless it's like you know the result of of 
incest rape or something like that like abortion just because i don't want a child is not an option for me right Mm -hmm. um but i also respect someone else's right to make a different choice 100 percent um and so i don't i feel like it would be inconsistent for me to say that i respect this woman's choice in this regardless of what that choice is whether it is to be a mother you know have the baby care to turn be a mother um get an abortion or care the baby to turn because she doesn't uh, believe in abortion but put the child up for adoption because she doesn't necessarily want to be a parent either like women are not I feel like the idea in women's empowerment is to not shame a woman for making any of those choices. No, the idea is, is, you know, whatever choice you make, it's your choice. And I'm going to respect your right to make that decision. I, and so for me, I feel like it would be inconsistent for me to say then that a man exercising his choice to Mm -hmm. be a parent Mm -hmm. or not be a parent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is somehow less, moral no no so yeah, than is, yeah. You know, the 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 right of a woman to make mm-hmm. I, and, and that's not to say that it's not valuable for him to be involved it's not ideal for him to be involved any mm-hmm. of those other things mm-hmm. i'm talking about faulting no a yeah. man yeah for something that i would not fault a woman right for right. under the right. same circumstances because no, yeah. the i could even you know the woman could even say like i don't want to be a mother and the man can say i want i'm not letting you put my child up for adoption i'll take the child and mm-hmm. so the woman is just not involved and I'm just mm-hmm. paying child support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not, we wouldn't call her a deadbeat. So I want to speak to, to that. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I'm very big on, um, uh, what's the word I want? Basically, if we're going to say this applies in this scenario, then it should mm-hmm. just apply in the scenario that's equal to it. Right? right. I agree with you on that. So, and so to be clear, let me clear up a couple things. So one in the last scenario you just gave, where um, she decides to carry to term, she's gonna. She's thinking about giving it up for adoption to to strangers, and the biological father's like, "No, give it up to me. Sign over your rights." I think that she should also think the same thing. I would say to the man about thinking about the impact mm-hmm. of your your not being. You have a child out there. You're not being in the in the child's life, and I would say the same thing about to a woman who's considering. Uh, giving it up for adoption to strangers as well. Think about the impact right. that this is going to have on your child. Now, mind you, if you think about the imp- if you if in love you think about the impact that it's going to have on your child, and you know for a fact that you're so toxic or so unhealthy or so whatever that you would do more damage in the child's life than out of the child's life. Now, sometimes I think people make that decision out of insecurity, which is a whole different Mm -hmm. thing, right? They're not necessarily toxic or unhealthy to the level that they would be damaging, but they just have insecurity about their ability to be a leader, um, their ability to have empathy, their ability to do better than their parents did with them. And so really what they need is, is therapy, right? Right. To be able to process what, what it looks like to be a healthy parent. So I'm not talking about that scenario, but I think you need to go through this whole process, right? You need to really look at, okay, um, do I not want this child because of fear? Do I not want this child because of insecurity? Or do I honestly in love believe that this child would be damaged by me being in their life because I would be abusive? I know for a fact. I would I would just, you know, just just F them up. I know for a fact. Then, okay, yeah. You should, you should, you should hand them over, right? If you know in 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 your care they're not safe, you should do what uh you know what Moses's mama did and just send them off to somebody else. Because in your care, 
it's they, they could die because of you know what's happening right so um so yes i think that that consideration should be made whether you're you're a man or a woman a potential mother or a father um also to speak to to um making the decision to to have an abortion i having an abortion is not without consequence regardless right. of your belief system or anything like that um e every person who's had an abortion will tell you that it had um some sort of um physical impact some sort mm -hmm. of mental emotional spiritual impact um it's 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 a loss and it's something that you feel um that that does impact you and then mm -hmm. there's all the what ifs that happen after what if i had carried that term to child you know i had the abortion five years ago, my child would be five by now or four by now or whatever, you know what I mean? So like, so there's a lot that goes with that for the woman too. It's, 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 it's an emotional, um, from the moment somebody, you know, gets the little trip that tells them that they're pregnant, their life changes regardless of what they decide. Right. So, right. so there's emotions and consequences on both sides, regardless of the decision. So I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking that away from the woman either. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, no. that, that it's not, for me, it's not a casual, like, um, for anybody, it's not casual. Like if you decide not to be a parent, whatever. Cool. Yeah. You know I mean? no. no. And I'm not, for me, I didn't. So let me clarify. I'm not saying that it's like a, Oh, you know, it's whatever. What I'm not faulting a person for is the exercise of the choice. Right. Like I don't have to agree with the choice mm -hmm. or think it's a good choice to mm -hmm. respect the choice. And I think that I'm, I'm still differentiating between what's ideal or what mm -hmm. I think is right. Mm -hmm. versus respecting a person's yeah. right to yeah. choose. Exactly. And I think that we have to be respectful of a man's right to choose to not be involved in the life of a child that he doesn't want to parent. Even if I don't agree with that choice, it's not yeah. a choice I would encourage and it's not yeah. a choice that I would want my child or any man in my life to make. I don't think it's a yeah. good choice, yeah. but I can't say that I respect women's choices, whether I agree with them or not, mm -hmm. and then not respect the choice of the man. And so yeah. when I say I don't fault the person, I mean that I don't fault them for exercising their freedom to choose irrespective yeah. of how I feel about the choice itself yeah. or the fact that I would absolutely a hundred percent, a thousand times down the line, choose something different because mm -hmm. what I would never do is have a baby by somebody and not have a conversation with that person <laughs> right. about the child that I'm having. Right. That's just right. not, right. Like, I right. think that's dumb, but same, like, same, same, same. you know, people, it's a woman's right to choose. Right. Right. You know? right. Like I'm not going to sit here and say, right. you know, it's not her right to do that. I don't think it's a wise decision, Right. but you know, do you boo? And if the man <laughs> is like, okay, well you did you. And now I'm going to do me. Do you boo? I don't think it's a wild decision, a right. wise decision, but like, I get it. Especially if like, I didn't have any input in the decision in the decision you made to have this baby mm -hmm. one way or the other i didn't mm -hmm. get any input and now mm -hmm. i'm the bad guy because i don't want to be involved in something that you didn't let me be involved in in the first place <laughs> but okay so, so the reason the reason why i do so i agree with you 100 everything you just said i agree with you the reason why i feel like i want to put emphasis on the the males actually really going through a deep process of of considering being in the child's life or not is because I think that automatically just by the nature of the fact that women carry this child and connect with this child mm -hmm. through our body, 
um it's harder to just let that it's go so much harder to just right. just let it go like like you and you have time you have nine months where you're carrying this child taking care so even if you decide to give them up for adoption you still gotta babysit right. for nine months right and a lot of people change their minds like they go right. in fully right. intending to give it right. away and then the baby right. comes out and it's like right and then yeah right 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 <laughs> So, so that's the thing. A woman has to have at least nine months of deliberation <laughs> about this decision. A man can can have sex and never think about it again. Oh well, whatever she does, it is her choice, and I I'm been it and I'm not in it. Right? Like that. I think that flippant um, choice is is what I'm speaking against. Yeah. I think that that it should be something that you wrestle with because this mm-hmm. is your child, and I think that. It, it's sad to me when I see this disconnect for men um, of really not, they just really doesn't feel like sometimes in, in, in some situations that they connect with. This is your, your, it's just, it just seems often, it seems a lot easier for men to just completely, well, speak on that. you know, let go and disconnect um, where, where women it's, it's, it's a more rare thing. I just want to say that. I think that that is important to say. And I just want to like say for what I was saying, it's, I think for me, that's a part of the what's right and what's Mm -hmm. ideal conversation. Mm -hmm. And these are the considerations that all parties should make at each step of this thing Mm -hmm. versus what choices are available to people and and us just respecting people's right Right. to make those choices. I think that these things need to be said, right? Like you should be respectful. You should be considerate, both parties of each other at all times throughout the entire process. Um, But I think that that's different from being respectful of a person's right to make whatever decisions they're going to make mm-hmm. for themselves in the context of, of what they can do. If I, I, and I don't think I can say that a man, your choice is cut off after no, you absolutely. give your turn and yeah. then say, you know, you're wrong for exercise. I, th- I can't say that you're wrong for exercising your choice in the areas that you can exercise choice right, right, right. if I'm not penalizing women right, right, for right. exercising their right. choices right. in the areas that they can do that. I just yeah. feel like in yeah. that context, yeah. specifically, yeah. Yeah. we want to be consistent, but there are for sure 100% considerations that absolutely need to be made by both parties that I think prioritize the health and well-being of the child above you know, any and everything mm-hmm. else. No, absolutely. And let me also say this. Woo! Man, so tell me, man, how y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? What y'all think about the conversation so far? I feel like we're doing it a little more balanced. I feel like the queens are kind of representing for the guys, you know, um, dealing with fatherhood and whatnot. Um, I, I think we're kind of understanding that it's not all clean um, and that life can, in fact, get messy. Um, I still got some more to say. I'm, I'm going I'm to get my final thoughts uh, next week. So you want to be sure to tune in so you can hear kind of how this concludes. Um and get a full idea as to what the consensus was. Also, I'm doing a Valentine's Day giveaway. Yes, yes, I am. Um, I'm giving away $50. Yes, you heard correct. I'm giving away $50 now. Um, I'm not giving it to everybody. I'm not giving it to a whole bunch of people. I'm giving it to one person. And so you have to fit the criteria in order to be able to have an opportunity to win this money. Number one, you have to be um, at least 18 years old. Uh, you must live in the U.S. You have to follow me on IG and Twitter. 
Um, on Twitter, you need to retweet my Valentine's Day giveaway flyer, making the caption, getting free money. Um, on IG, you need to tag three people to my Valentine's Day giveaway flyer. Um, you need to DM me uh, what you would do with the money. And you also need to DM me your cash app and your Venmo handle so that you can get that money. Um, the winner will be announced at the next episode, uh, which will be recorded February 7th. Um, and it's one entry per account. So listen, man, if you're trying to get this money, make sure that you follow these instructions. This is purely a giveaway through my podcast. Um, and so if other people want to join, tell them to get the instructions by listening to the podcast. But thank you guys for the love. Um, I hope when you win this money, I'm sure one of you, uh, y'all, y'all already probably already making sure that you follow me on IG and Twitter, man. On IG, it is Lawrence Soufrant. On Twitter, it is Law Soufrant. My name apparently is too long for Twitter. But make sure that you follow me, um, follow those instructions. And man, may the best person win. It's going to be a random selection if you follow all of those instructions. Um, but yeah, man, you're officially out. I'll see you next week. Peace. Holes to get you sidetracked and clap from close feet. I don't sleep, I'm tired. I feel wired like Codeine. These days a rubber got to admire me. Mm-hmm.